All right, man. I'm just going to do this. I've made several attempts to try to start this podcast, and I never seem to be able to follow through or get any kind of consistency, and I am just going to build that discipline and just make it happen because this is something that I am super uh, focused on and wanting to learn. Uh, It's always been a passion of mine, uh, survival, uh, growing up in the... I did grow up in the country here in Texas, and, but I live in the city now, and I would like to get back to that. Uh, so the ultimate goal of why I wanted to start this podcast was to um, essentially learn how to find a property uh, that I would be able to have as my primary residence at some point and uh, you know, homestead it and op- make everything as off-grid as I could. Uh, and then I started thinking about, well, man, what are the other costs that uh, come into play while you're living that particular type of lifestyle. When I grew up uh, living in uh, Palo Pinto, well, part of the time that's where my dad lived, I mean, we weren't off-grid per se. We had a septic, we had a well, but we were still tied into the electrical grid, and I mean, we didn't do, <laughs> my dad wasn't much of a, a farmer or anything, he was a barbecue guy, but uh, you know, we were out there. But my ultimate goal is to have a, a rural spot uh, where we are pretty much self-sufficient. No, as self-sufficient as we can, I'd like to uh, barter with neighbors or, you know, and then get supplies when we need to uh, go into town. But that's for another episode, I guess, kind of going over what my ultimate vision is. The goal is of this podcast is to just go over the costs. I would like to learn from people uh, that are actually already living this way what are their you know what are their uh, monthly and yearly costs uh, what did that what does that look like for them because I think people have this notion that you go once you've got your property and you go out there you don't have bills anymore things don't it's like uh, everything slows down and you just Go back to living this old-timey, completely self-sufficient life. And its I don't think it's always that case. Obviously, things simplify, but there's always going to be costs. And some of the costs that I'm kind of uh, talking about are like taxes. That uh, no matter if you own your property outright or not, you're, you're always going to pay rent to the government. No matter what. Uh, and then as you get older... You know, are the taxes going to go up with the property the longer you own it? Most likely they are. Uh, And so how are you going to pay for those taxes when you get older? Do people that live uh, rurally and off-grid, what is their uh, retirement situation like? Is it solely focused on being as self-sufficient as possible and having zero debt and just being able to sustain themselves on purely what they create or do they have some other types of plans in place Uh, and I want to talk with people and if they don't maybe this will be kind of like also an eye-opener hey these are some additional costs that other people are uh, taking into account maybe you should as well you know and the ultimate goal for me is to learn as much as I can so that I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible from these people that are already doing that. It's a weird time in the world. Um, 
from whenever I initially uh, started kind of going down this more like self-sufficient lifestyle uh, about where I when I really got interested in this stuff was <clears throat> whenever we got our our first house and I was able to um, you know make repairs and do more things on that uh, on that property for myself. Um, so ultimately, so, so and then how I want to shape this a little bit, I'm going to find some people that uh, I can interview and go over what they're doing. And then I'm going to have them go essentially like a running uh, documentation of how I'm going to be finding my property. I currently work in real estate. Uh, so these are uh, a few tricks and tips and techniques that I've learned from uh, being in the business. And uh, I'm just going to kind of document that. And maybe I can help somebody else out there uh, that's kind of struggling looking for their property. This is going to be a real-time documentation of, uh, you know, finding our property. And I to get on that topic just a little bit, I was talking with somebody the other day. And they were like, well, I just don't really know what to look for. And I think you just really need to take into account what are your values and what is your ultimate vision for how the property is going to look and what you need and we kind of figured well here's what we want first off we want to be somewhere driving distance or on a body of water whether that's a river or near a, a, a lake it mainly for leisure because we like going to the lake and we like swimming a lot uh, but there's also utility to it as well, obviously. Uh, second of all, we wanted something that's fairly rural. We're not looking for much uh, pasture land. I mean, if the property can be cleared to make uh, for uh, gardening or you know having crops or anything like that, we can. But I really want a more wooded uh, plot first. Uh, you know, we don't want anything in like a floodplain, uh, certain things like that. I do, and then you've got to take into account, well, you can probably find a cheaper piece of land that doesn't have access to utilities. Uh, so that's that's another thing. And then I thought about, you know, for security purposes, maybe you uh, buy a piece of land that has an easement through another piece of land, something like that. Where you that's along with the purchase of the property too is you purchasing that easement which for security wise technically if anybody comes on your property they're trespassing on two uh, property owners property in the state of Texas just certain things like that that I've kind of thought and I'm gonna shape and mold this the longer that or the more and deeper uh, that I get into searching for these properties uh, but we just don't want to go the conventional route to buy buying our property. Prices are so uh, not overpriced. I don't want to say they're overpriced because there are buyers out there. It's just not something that we can really are looking to uh, afford. Is something that's uh, you know obviously if somebody puts out their property for sale through the conventional route. The they're typically working with an agent. And that agent is going to help them, uh, basically help themselves get absolute top dollar for that property. Uh, but also, whenever an agent gets top dollar for the property, the uh, the more their commission increases as well. 
Uh, not that I'm saying that we're going to prevent sellers from uh, getting top dollar for their property. We're just finding additional routes to where we can network or uh, contact the owners directly without any agents involved to help everybody save money. It helps you get a better price on your property and the, uh, the property owner doesn't have to pay their agent to uh, sell a property or anything like that. Uh, so the first route that I'm interested in buying or obtaining lands is just owner financing. Uh, that's just typically somebody that owns the property outright or even if they have a mortgage on it, you could even do it like a wrap purchase, but it's easier to understand that if the person owns it outright, then they will basically be the bank. Uh, if you don't have the means to go through a traditional lender to purchase a property, owner finance is a pretty good alternative to help somebody uh, purchase a property. Like me, I'm self-employed. It's a little bit uh, more wary for banks to lend to somebody like me. I've got a real, they really scrutinize you, which is so crazy in the uh, land of opportunity, how the, the business owner gets the kind of um, pokier end of the stick, I guess. Um, second is tax delinquent, and this is how I'm gonna start first. Basically, I, what I'm gonna do is contact uh, the different counties that I'm interested in. And you have to, you know, typically you're gonna talk with the tax assessor, uh, or whoever's in charge of the uh, who's behind on their delinquent taxes and you just some of the counties give away that information for free most of the time you're gonna have to pay for it. it's like 25 to 100 bucks for a list and just contact them uh, sometimes these aren't just gonna be uh, vacant land they'll have houses on them things like that it depends on how much due diligence and research you want to do before mailing to these lists most of the counties that I'm looking in are uh, more rural and smaller counties. They're probably not going to have a, a ton of people that are behind, so I'm just going to mail it to everybody. But I want to be specific. When I am contacting these property owners, I am letting them know that I'm looking at this property as my prim primary residence. I'm not some. I'm not a corporation, a company. Uh, it's just me and my wife that do this and we're looking uh, for a property for ourselves and I want to make sure the property owner knows that. Uh, lastly, this is a topic that was brought to me uh, that I sh should talk about. It's called adverse possession. And this was, it's a real law that uh, basically if somebody has abandoned a p property. There is a law in place so that somebody can go in and improve the property and over a period of years uh, can take possession of that property. It is a law that exists so that properties don't become destitute. If not, if they don't uh, go back to the owner and uh, or if somebody doesn't take over the property, a vacant property, it just goes to the state. And I think it's uh, property is better owned in the hands of the people than it is the state. So this law exists. My buddy told me that it was uh, an old ranching 
uh, if uh, they if some uh, they knew of a property that was destitute and had been abandoned, that they would go and improve it, put a fence up, start grazing cattle on it, and that uh, over a period of time that they would be able to take control of that land. But uh, essentially, you have to uh, like uh, I know a friend that has done this with a house. It was uh, he did, found any way possible to get in contact with relatives associates, colleagues of a uh, older lady that had passed away and this property was just abandoned and it was about to be foreclosed on by the city for past due taxes. He went in and paid the taxes and uh, started you know, improving the property, painted it, and then he actually moved into it. And uh, he eventually a, the, the, the nursing home that uh, where the the lady had lived, got in contact with him. Well, she had some debts owed. Well, basically, he was able to, and they have first right of refusal to any of her estate. Well, that includes the house. So he had essentially just set up and negotiated a price with the uh, nursing home and was able to take control of this property uh, for a fantastic price rather than it just going back to the state and the state sells it off to an investor or something like that. Uh, this is a pretty good opportunity for somebody if if you do know of an abandoned piece of property obviously if there is somebody that is rightfully uh, in chain of title for that property then you need to make all efforts to contact that person and make sure that they they uh, first <laughs> if you're able to and, and then to try to ne negotiate a purchase from there but it is a it's a real law and it's available you know if they didn't want the laws to be uh, there then they wouldn't they wouldn't have written or written them or they would be changed so that's about what I have to say about that so essentially I'm gonna go I'm gonna start with the tax delinquent list contact these property owners see if we can't put uh, ourselves in a positive situation while also helping somebody out paying their debts, and maybe even some money. Ultimately, it's got to be a win-win situation for for everybody, for me to get involved. I want to help people, but also I think you can help people and, uh, you know, purchase a property for yourself that uh, would, you know, would be a good investment as well. But uh, I'm going to have a few episodes just talking about uh, what we're doing on our property, you know, how our garden's going, any investments that I've made that I'm setting trying to set myself up long term right now so I have bought and sold uh, several houses over the years and uh, currently we just have our primary residence but it is a multi-family we have a garden here it is in the city but I'm uh, we're, we're you know we're looking for something that's it's out that we want to get out <laughs> uh, just the state of everything has made me a little bit manic uh, but I still just try to keep my blinders on, keep a positive attitude, and move forward. Because what else are you going to do? But uh, I want to network with other people in this, this realm. I want to hear what people are doing and learn as much as humanly possible. But uh, I hope that uh, this, uh, this podcast will provide value to you, essentially. Uh, I'm going to... I don't know how much blogging I'm going to do. I've really been uncomfortable about putting myself out there, but it's, you know, I'm. this is something that I've wanted to do, 
I'm just kind of uncomfortable about it. So I hope that you'll uh, be patient with me throughout this. I'm learning technology, technologically why, uh, why is what I need to do. And uh, I'm just going to go from there. So thank you so much for listening up to this part. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much.